Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land, gathering place, and traveling route of the Cree, Anishinaabe, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I alternate between using she, her, and they, them pronouns. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I held a panel discussion with Jay Tracy and DJ Colbert about the Empress Dragon mural restoration in Kaimuki, Hawaii. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I will give you updates on what I am working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. I'm still working on editing the finale to my Red 72 series. I'm almost a quarter of the way through my edits. I'm finding some flow things that my editor didn't point out but that bother me, and I'll need beta readers before I submit it for publishing. If you're interested, please send me an email at sierratherebarefootgirl at gmail.com. Speaking of my Red 72 series, the first book in the series, Red 72, is available for free on Kindle March 29th through April 2nd. It's the best way to get started with the series, as it's the beginning of the story. Please remember to rate and review it after you have finished reading it. In novel news this week, novelist-turned-screenwriter Kieran Holland's latest film, Ascendant, will premiere April 8th in Australia and New Zealand. This fantasy sci-fi thriller is about a young environmentalist who wakes up trapped in an elevator after being kidnapped. Ascendant is Holland's 13th screenplay and his first thriller. In an interview with Los Angeles Times about her new book, Liberty, novelist Caitlin Greenidge said The Song of Solomon is the WAP of the Bible. In response to the question, how else is Liberty different from Charlie Freeman, her first novel, Greenidge replied, quote, This book challenged me to write about things with, I guess, a certain gentleness and reverence, a little bit different tone than my first novel, which had a more ironic and detached tone. That was a real challenge for me, because I find it easier to write in the ironic voice. One of the things that cracked it open for me was, when I got to the romantic relationship, I started to read the biblical Song of Solomon. One of my wonderful poet friends is currently working on a translation of it, and she gave me insight into how much that part of scripture is about women's bodies and women's pleasures, and about its colorism as well. It's about a dark-skinned woman talking about her sexual desires. It's basically the WAP of the Bible. End quote. Never has someone said something so controversial, but so true. And now for comics. I have ventured into the weird, weird world of dating after divorce. There have so far been a lot of people who just want to hook up for one night, which no thanks, 
And there are people who are ready to put a ring on it after talking to me for like an hour. Also, no thanks. My sweet single mama possum Petunia is also venturing into dating after divorce. In my latest comic, she meets a raccoon named Robbie by the dumpster. Where will it lead? Follow my comics Instagram at World of Possums to find out. Now for my panel discussion with Jay Tracy of Painting Hawaii and DJ Colbert, owner of Prosperity Corner. When we got ready to sell it, I didn't want the murals painted. So I had to figure out somebody that could buy it or rent it from my landlord and sell them the lease. But they had to sign a waiver saying that they would not paint over the imaging that was on the building the dragons. So that's how I got the comic book store to buy it. And he said, of course I won't paint it. And I said, okay, then you can, you can buy my lease. I did not want those touched. Yeah. So before we dive in too much about the mural, um, Jay and DJ, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Could you both tell the listeners a little about yourselves, where you're from and what you do? Um, DJ, why don't you go first? Uh, Okay. I'm a, I was a special effects artist um, for the movie industry, a makeup artist for years. My sister and I had a metaphysical store also. And that's where that's where we sold crystals and we sold books and we sold everything about everything. Uh, we taught classes, we taught how to make candles, we did readings, we had, we had everything going on in there. And now that we live here in um, Louisiana, I, I was surprised that I was just like, well, I don't know if I want to do it again. I don't know if we want to go there again. But with all this press and everything that's happening, we just might open another one up. <laughs> I wish Prosperity Corner was still here. It sounds like my kind of store. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. There are many, many, many special, special things that went on and special people at Prosperity Corner. During 9-11, uh, the anniversary of 9-11, we just opened the doors and we, we played patriotic music and people brought in their pillows and whatnot. And everybody just sat on the floor and told everybody how much they loved each other. My sister had a, a young boy who was probably around six years old, bring his mother. She was from Japan, bring his mother by the hand into the store and told my sister, she wants to kill herself. She wants to take me to the ocean and drown. Me. And we got her help. My sister recognized it. We, we took her seriously and we got her help. So many, many, many special things went on there. We did plays there. Uh, we did all kinds of things. The dragon were always there to protect us awesome and what about you jay um so i run painting hawaii it's a muralist and restoration business um i gathered a group of local um in hawaii we say wahine uh local women artists who each bring their own talent to the table and we paint murals for businesses and homes and sometimes public places we also do community service like we did for um the empress for vandalized areas beautiful job too he there's a book out in hawaii called treasures of hawaii and he's one of the artists mentioned in there okay. you can see his work he did a lot of whimsical stuff you'd love it oh man i gotta write it down and check it out yes his name was roy venters oh i definitely have his name a lot of people came forward and um wanted to kind of talk story about him when uh when they saw that we were restoring the empress and the other artists which you're probably not restoring zaf fewer she she did gustav on the other side uh-huh she's on the big island now with her husband oh nice well gustav yeah. is nobody attacked him <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm just surprised that it didn't happen sooner, but I'm really glad that it didn't. I'm really glad that people appreciated the work so much. Right. Many, I'm- many tourists came and took their picture with the Empress. Yes. Lots of pictures out there of her. Oh, 
What were your thoughts when you found out it was damaged? I, I was heartbroken. I cried when she, when I found out and I talked to her the first time, I couldn't stop crying. I, I was, um, my heart was just broken. My sister's was too. We just couldn't believe that somebody could destroy, destroy something. And he, if he calls himself an artist and you would destroy another artist's work, especially a treasured artist, everybody knew Roy Venters. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was very, very, very sad, but she's looking good now. In fact, we need to take a trip back so we can see her. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, I would love I want to. Okay. I'm going to have to make a, a scrapbook of this project. There you go. All right. Well, Hawaii is such a beautiful place and has so many beautiful murals all over. Yeah. The- have you seen Pakako since you were here last? I have not. And I understand it's really beautiful now. Yeah, they turned an industrial area into the arts district and Powwow International comes out every year and they repaint all of the murals on every building in that area. Um, wow. They have international artists come and redo the paintings every year. That's amazing. That Yeah amazing uh, makes my heart sing it makes my heart sing and the comic book store that was there gecko books he actually i don't know if it's on the other side uh where gustav is at but on the glass on the other side he had painted a big gecko on that oh, window so I think- check it. yeah he uh he he had done that you so. know he passed away yeah just really recently that's yes. why they down right yes that's why it's closed he yeah. was going to get married he moved to to uh, washington to seattle oh wow and it was very sad he had a great bookstore oh my god that oh. comic book store was <laughs> rocking <laughs> that's where i get all my comics <laughs> yeah he was a rocking store when he was around the corner he was a little tiny store he was around the corner um, mexican restaurant yeah that's where he was that's where he started he was tiny but boy when he expanded things in there even though he was tiny lots of things yeah he had all the figurines as well as the comics he did and the kids he knew it was so much history he knew about every comic and you know everything that the kids just poured in there i find it really great and interesting that you had prosperity corner which served a wide audience but i believe you told me that you had field trips for the children from the local schools visiting there yes and even when it evolved to a new business as gecko books it was still an attraction for childhood i can't tell you how many people came up to us and told us childhood stories about prosperity corner and gecko books and so many people were upset over the empress being vandalized and then they everyone everyone had stories to share about both places they had amazing things to say about you dj and your sister and you know um a lot of those businesses i guess have been there since you know prosperity corner was there yeah it's an old community i always say it's the diamond that sits above a white yeah. <laughs> and you know everybody came in uh, young old and because all of the shop owners are very close they care about their community yeah they do and you know we we hated to leave because it was family everybody was family you know a story that someone told me she was one part of a couple that owns the hair salon it's the, their names are slipping my mind right now but yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. they, God, what is her name go ahead they each came out <laughs> and told me different stories about you and your shop and the wife told me that at one point a christian kind of cafe bookstore opened caddy yes, corner across the street yes right and she said that they were a little apprehensive of you guys being you know a store that Mm-hmm. Yes. And she said that you were the bigger person and you went over and introduced yourself 
and you made friends with them. And then from then on, you guys had a great relationship just ongoing as long as you were both in business. We were. I actually went over there and he had all kinds of Bibles. And I said, what is your most expensive Bible? And he said, oh, a four-way translation. It has the King James Version. This are all next to each other on the same page. And I said, well, give me give me that. I want, I want to buy that and take it back to my store. And he said, well, it costs this much money. And I said, uh, and who do I pay it to? And we were <laughs> friends from then on. <laughs> oh, that's great. Such are a they good... still there? No, they're not. It's um, Via Gelato now. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, they came, they came out and gave us $20 worth of uh, gelato gift certificates to myself and the other artist who was helping me paint. Yay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, Hawaii is so loving, you know, and everybody takes care of e- each other. The o- o- aloha there. I, ca- I can't explain it to people, but it's like Southern charm here, but mm-hmm. really, really big in, uh, in Hawaii. I think too. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's well, not a bless your keep heart. Keep up that beautiful work you're doing. How long did it take to complete the restoration? You know, it's been a little bit of a crazy couple of weeks because when we started, the weather was great. Um, but then we got hit with flash floods for about a week straight. And, you know, that postponed not only the Empress, but all of our other projects. And it kind of threw us in a rescheduling chaos. So we finished the main painting in about two days and we began the gold we decided to gold leaf the scales this time i know i'm so excited <laughs> it looked like you guys used um you know metallic paint and i we wanted did. to just, yeah i wanted to give it just that extra flair so i tried to paint the new layers thin enough that i could retrace the old scales with the gold leaf so that's the, the more tedious part so we probably need another day on that so maybe a, com- a complete of three days of painting, gold leafing, and then a fourth day to seal it. Yeah, well, it took about, it It took Roy about four or five days to paint it. And that yeah. was, the, and the building had to be painted first with the bricks. All right. that took, and that took, that took like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Probably Lots of sponges. <laughs> right. It probably would have taken me longer if I didn't have um, the other artist, Nikki Avila, is helping me. She she took brick duty and helped me with the gold leaping of the scales. And then I painted the dragon again. Excellent. You're doing a beautiful job. <laughs> Thank a beautiful you. Job. You know, the outline's already there. I can't take a lot of credit for that. <laughs> it's your love that's making it terrific. Thank you. And I'll have to send all our friends to take pictures. We still yeah. have friends there. We're going to send everybody up to take pictures. We're going to take a Kaimuki group photo once we finish the gold scales oh, um, we're going to call this together we've been away a long time and, and it's you know to envision the, the changes but we have to go back to see it I've been here just in Kaimuki I've been here for eight years but in Kaimuki for about three and a half and even in that amount of time there's been so many changes I'll bet a lot of restaurants in and out of here but the few places there's a handful of places that are just they don't budge they're here and they're here to stay we have to invite our host our hostess here that's hosting us to come to Hawaii yeah I love that <laughs> Yeah, there's, you know, there are a couple of big comic stores in Hawaii. I just think our hostess should come and see Hawaii and see the different <laughs> comic book stores because there's some in town too, uh, some in the warehouse district down there. Yeah. Of course, see the palace. Come yeah, see the I palace. Definitely, I definitely. The only palace on United States soil. You know that? Hawaii yeah. Hawaii is the only palace on uh, uh, United States soil. Well, it was the only so. actual kingdom, wasn't it? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We don't talk about the overthrow because it makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah. 
I was at, I was at Dosen at Iolani Palace for many years. Oh wow! I, I gave the tours there. Yes, that's amazing. It's truly a labor of love when you're a Dosen, just like what you're doing, just like what you're doing. Yeah. You're a treasure. <laughs> you know, when I saw that tag, that particular tagger has tagged a lot of pretty significant places, but he specifically targets people that he has it out for or other artists' work. And there's actually a street code for the graffiti artists, um, but he is a person who does not follow that code and the other graffiti artists don't really want to be known by his issues and the ways that he that not <laughs> right and because they have a code to where you know they don't they don't attack other people's murals and they they tag within their own community and they can burn each other's art with something better but generally they won't burn it with something worse you know the the upside is that I don't have a problem taking time out of my day to go fix something and clean up his mess. His tags are not that big and they're really not that hard to correct. Um, But the flip side too, is that when I do go to a business and I see that they've been vandalized and I offer to correct the vandalized area for free, they usually do end up getting a mural as well. So we have a mural coming up this weekend on a food truck uh, called Hawaii Huli Huli Chicken on Capulani Boulevard. Yay, Huli Huli Chicken! (laughs) Yeah, and, and, you know, so we're covering that particular spot on the food truck for free and then they ended up just asking us to paint the entire truck so that's great (laughs) Uh, if our hostess doesn't know huli huli chicken means to turn it's chicken on a spit that turns and they have these huge barbecues huge six seven feet long and they they rotate the chicken on it so they call it huli huli chicken very good i'll add that to my must see must (laughs) eat Hawaii list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Jay, as an artist, what advice do you have for people who want to get into artwork and especially mural painting? For me, I had a role model in my life. My grandma taught me to paint. She painted murals. She was also a businesswoman. So I learned a lot of business from her. And then my grandpa was also a business owner. So I, I kind of grew up with the influences who helped me start my own business and, and, showed me by example that I could be a successful artist and completely live my life the way that I want to. So I guess my advice to others is to find a mentor who's doing what you want to do and ask them questions and see how you can get involved with helping them. I'll usually hire one professional and one novice at a time. And that way I have someone to rely on who I know can do their job. And then I have someone in the community who I can lift up to reach this position and work with us. Excellent. Well, you're doing a wonderful job. I'm so excited to see the work when it's all done. Well, it's it's been so great chatting with you and learning more about this amazing mural that's just an icon in your community. Um, before we end, can you please tell people where they can find you online? Absolutely. They can find me at Prosperity Corner on Facebook, Prosperity Corner or ProsperityCorner.com. Either way, it, it's all there. Mystic Eye, Prosperity Corner. And Jay? Oh, um, Painting Hawaii can be found on Instagram at Painting Hawaii, just very simple and then our web address is www.creativenatives plural yay <laughs> creative natives high.com slash painting high um and that's hi both times awesome well thank you again for joining me thank you thank, thank you, for you having so us. much thank you for having us and hosting us all right next up is journalism Lori and Chad Daybell's trial got moved to July 12th, so that gives me more time to figure out what happened to the kids and get the book out before the trial tells everything. In a sense, that's a good thing for me. 
I'm still slowly working on that other cases book and I'm being sensitive about sharing names or very many details because I actually know these people. In current events, Fort Collins, Colorado City Council has adopted a climate future plan with three main goals. Reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 80%, provide 100% renewable electricity grid, and achieve zero waste all by 2030. As part of their zero waste goal, the city is banning single-use plastic bags, effective the 1st of May 2022. Retailers are still allowed to provide paper bags, but must charge a 12-cent fee for each unless the customer is a food stamp recipient through the SNAP program. I think this is great, and I hope everyone will get on board to do their part. It does take legislation like this in order to get people to work together, and I wish more areas would do it before we bring our species to extinction. The state of Virginia has put an end to death penalties in the state with bipartisan support from the state legislatures. Virginia has been one of the most prolific users of the death penalty in the United States, but after a decade of lobbying against the death penalty and a reckoning of the justice system following George Floyd's public murder at the hands of the police last summer, several politicians on both ends of the political spectrum felt they had to act. Governor Ralph Northam signed the bill banning the death penalty into law on March 24th. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. The weather has been all over the place this last week. It'll be cold and snowing in the mornings, so I start out the day expecting to need to wear a parka and shoes, and then by the afternoon it's sunny and warm, so I go back to bare feet and a t-shirt. The guy I went on a date with said he was wondering if I was going to show up with no shoes on. I'd been barefoot that whole morning, and I was intending to do the date barefoot, and it was just so cold and miserable and snowy, and it was just gross. So I put on some sandals that I keep in my car at the last minute because I just didn't feel like being barefoot at that moment. I was already being vulnerable enough going on the first date after a divorce and in a pandemic nonetheless. They're literally the flimsiest shoes, but it's amazing how that tiny barrier between your foot and the ground gives you this illusion of protection. Of course, as soon as the date was over, the sun came out and it warmed up and I was barefoot for the rest of the day. In barefoot news... Australian Catholic University has named its newest campus after Josephine Bakita. Bakita, born in Darfur in 1869, was kidnapped at the age of nine and forced to walk a thousand kilometers, about 600 miles, barefoot, convert to Islam, and become a slave. Bakita was not her name at birth, but rather the name her captors gave her. The trauma of her abduction and captivity caused her to forget her birth name. In 1884, an Italian vice consul named Castillo Langnani brought Bakita back to Italy with him. He gave her to Torina Micheli to be his slave. Micheli left Bakita under the care of the Canossian sisters in Venice when he had to return to Sudan for business. Bakita refused to return to her life as a slave when Micheli returned and was able to prove in courts that because Italy did not recognize slavery as legal, he had no claim to her. Bakita remained with the Canossian sisters where she became a nun. She was baptized in 1890 as Josephine Margaret Bakita. Carrie Gillum, author of the Monsanto Papers, did an interview with Corporate Crime Watch on Lee Johnson versus Monsanto case she covers in her book and how it has changed her views. Lee Johnson developed terminal cancer after a work accident in 2017, resulting in him getting doused with Monsanto's weed killer Roundup. He soon thereafter developed skin lesions, went to a doctor, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and given 18 months to live. He took Monsanto to court and was awarded $20 million. Gillum toured Corporate Crime Watch, 
I'm a person who by nature is cynical and skeptical. I need overwhelming evidence. If I sat on that Lee Johnson jury, I don't know how I would have voted. My job is to write about the facts. Because of knowing these facts, I don't spray Roundup on my yard anymore. Long ago, I would use it every weekend during warm months. I'd walk around my yard, usually barefoot in shorts, spraying weeds that were emerging. If the breeze blew it back onto my skin, I didn't worry about it. Now I would worry, so we don't use it. We pull the weeds. The Monsanto Papers is available through Island Press and most major book distributors. That's all for this week's show. I'll be back next week with an interview with musician and paranormal enthusiast Ed Roman. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to SierraTheBarefootGirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at SierraTheBarefoot, on Facebook as SierraTheBarefootGirl, on Twitter at SierraBarefoot, and on TikTok at SierraIsBarefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at BarefootingWithSierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram at World of Possums and Patreon.com slash PossumPete. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra. <laughs>